Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info and odds. This is G. Hey Wiley from the Arash Marakazi Show telling you find all of the latest sports developments, including this week's odds for the Masters Championship and the start to the Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports sporting wagering needs, including live betting which is dangerous, but my favorite, and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so join today. Learn why everyone is saying bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on popular sports and games. Bet online, guys, where the game starts. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello, on a beautiful Monday, and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. I'm joined, as always, by producers G. Hey Wiley and Armani Buckets. How are we doing on this glorious Monday? You know, it's a sad day when I might be possibly rooting for the Nets or the or the wow. Celtics. It's a sad day, so I'm I'm kind of depressed. It's like. It's kind of making me reverberate back to uh, the Duke <laughs> loss oh, for, right. in the Final Four. So this is kind of really, really depressing. And a lot of other Clipper fans, including Clipper Daryl, if you look at his Instagram, uh, are losing faith in Clipper Nation right now. So it's, Wait, the Clippers are not in the postseason. What, are, what no. are they losing faith in? I'm sorry. No, just losing faith in general about you know the organization and what we're doing and how we're going to be viable i hate to be sidetracked but i guess i'm a little confused they 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 didn't have Kawhi this entire season so they're gonna get Kawhi back paul george missed more than half the season they're gonna get paul george back they are i think according i mean from the guys i've talked to in vegas if everyone comes back which they should um they are going to be either the favorites or one of the top two what what is the i think it's just a dis- it's just a disappoint it's just a very disappointing you should have won regardless of whether or not you didn't have Paul George kind of mentality for some Clipper fans. I mean, ideally, you'd love to win without Kawhi and Paul George, but like uh, we talked about that being a tough matchup, even with Paul George healthy. Uh, very, I hate to say Clipper-like. I mean, COVID protocols, health and safety protocols, when I got that note that uh, Paul George would not be playing because of health and safety protocols, I had a flashback because they're no longer testing unless you have symptoms. Well, Paul George had symptoms. He wasn't feeling well. He was ill, and uh, thankfully he's doing well now. And um, that has nothing to do with the organization or the state of the franchise or the direction of the team. Tough loss. Tough they 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 did come back. They were down 16, came back, t- took a 13-point lead. You you cannot blow a 13-point lead when you're at home and you're in that position. That being said, I thought if they had won that game, they would have been swept by the Suns. And then it's the focus is on next season. Kawhi back, Paul George back, Norman Powell, Reggie Jackson. Again, that they are my preseason pick to win the whole thing next season. So I, I I've not seen our good friend Clipper Daryl's uh posts but uh this on my it, to my view will could be the most talented team on paper g we've talked on paper on the court uh so i don't know what clipper daryl's talking about but maybe you agree with him i'm not sure you know what? it's just, it's just disappointing as i'm not gonna lose faith i'm still gonna root for them but like it, it's just disappointing as a fan to see yeah. them work so hard and then you know not get to the promised land, so to speak. Yeah. Um, year after year after year, especially when you know that they have that kind of talent. Yeah. So that's all that's all the the losing of the faith is for me. 
next year i will still root for you clippers yeah. i still love well, you I, like i'm still uh, gonna be a clipper fan for life so very easy to root for the clippers next year if they are healthy because again uh on paper paul george Kawhi leonard norm powell Reg- i think they, they could be the most talented team in the league next season you're not going to win a ton of games when you don't have your uh, top two players especially when you're talking about paul george and Kawhi. so anyways armani buckets what did you uh think of this weekend i watched a lot of basketball got my hopes up with the chicago bulls classic and then (laughs) to be let down they really like i thought they had it game one it looked like they had it but you know classic bulls fourth quarter um disappointing very disappointing well at least they made it a game yeah it wasn't one of those like i would have rather had them just get killed to be honest and that sounds so depressing (laughs) i would rather just when you 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 think you have it for example like yeah oh yeah no that makes to be honest like that makes like the clippers loss and we just talked about them like so they're down by 16. the fact that they came back from 16 and then took a 13 point lead and then blew that lead yeah that makes it worse if it was like a blowout from the beginning to end because again when you find out paul george is not going to play realistically listen because of the way that this team has played above and beyond all expectations i mean if you had told me at the beginning of the season Kawhi gone the entire year paul george gone the majority of the year i'm not even thinking that they're going to be in playoff contention um well that's the other thing too though is that they like with paul george gone with Kawhi gone they still gave you hope yeah they They played they got as far as they could go i mean they were one of the top eight teams in the west would not have thought that without paul george and without Kawhi. i mean that 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 team had no business being where they are. Again, Tyloo finally, hopefully, maybe getting some credit for one of the best coaching jobs I've ever seen. I that was the thing is he did such a good job going small ball to get them that comeback, and then when they couldn't grab a rebound, he didn't put a center in the game. And yeah, I was I like, get that, that was yeah. the one time where I was like, what is Tyloo thinking? Because he is an amazing coach. They yeah. couldn't grab a rebound. The Pelicans came back and won unfortunately i was rooting for the clippers yeah so. it, it would have been fantastic and as you said that was a tough loss for them in terms of you know losing not only at home but losing a 13 point lead when you're at home and the chance to go into the playoffs okay we really got sidetracked there but we'll <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll uh, touch on that let's now get to to, to today's headlines brought to you by circus sports When the Dodgers started season one and two, there were some concerns about the team's pitching and defense. Since then, they have won six straight games and are a league's best seven and two. Now, after sweeping the Cincinnati Reds, Arash, you were at the Reds series at Dodger Stadium. How good can this team be? They're as good as uh, we thought that they could be. The most talented team on paper, such a deep team. I mean, the only really question about this team is the starting pitching. They're not as deep in that role in terms of guys who can go one, two, three, four, but when you got Walker Bueller, you got Julio Urias, you got Clayton Kershaw, you're going to be in a good position to win. But this is the most talented team, and uh, it, it was a fun series. And I think you're, you're getting a sense this season that this could be a very special season for the Dodgers because even when guys are uh, struggling, even when they're going through slumps, like 
Mookie Betts not having a great start to the season. Cody Bellinger at some point's got to find his way. I mean, it is so amazing to see his fall from grace, but um, they are so deep that you know one of these guys will come up big for you, whether it's Chris Taylor or Will Smith or, uh, you know, Justin Turner, Trey Turner, and Freddie Freeman, who's getting a hero's welcome each and every time he goes up to the mound, chance of Freddie, Freddie. At some point, the Dodger fans have to move on. I mean, <laughs> you do, you don't need to shower him with chance like each and uh, like like when he comes to the mound, it's not his first time. His first time that he came to the mound that was warranted. We don't need that uh, for an entire 162 game season. But a fantastic start for the Dodgers. You know what though? That just makes him probably feel extremely welcome and extremely like you know yeah that warm feeling of home so i'm okay with them chanting freddy freddy every time he gets to that mound no yeah. well it's a long season i it mean, is, I mean he, he, he hasn't won a thing here so but yeah yeah but he's still i mean his resume you know he won a world series himself, last year so. for the atlanta braves and i'm glad that he got the hero's welcome when he came back home for his first game do i need to see it 162 times a year at least for every home game not necessarily but hey if the dodger fans want to do that, that that's fantastic I'm excited to see what happens between them and the Giants going forward because yeah. the Giants are also 7-2, and two, tied for first place. That can be an exciting division race all season long, and I can't yeah. wait to see it. Yeah, and it was like that last year as well, so it was very like neck and neck with them last, year, last season. So we'll see how well they do and see how uh, much they can step up to the plate, especially with that pitching, right? Yeah. Well, there were reports that Dodgers pitcher Trevor Bauer could rejoin the team on Sunday. Bauer's leave has been extended through April 22nd, but Bauer is reportedly now exploring whether there is, in fact, a binding agreement in place and if he can rejoin the team. At what point will this distraction be resolved? Hopefully soon. I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous that this is continuing on to where we are at at this point in the season. He's been suspended for close to a year, or at least put on leave. They they, they, they really want to make it clear that he is not technically suspended. He is on leave. There have been investigations into murders and things like that, that 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 have been shorter than this this should not take them this long i know a lot of that has to go with the union a lot of that has to go to guaranteed contracts things like that the dodgers have to move on and the league has to allow them to move on they, they continue to extend his leave week after week month after month it is a cloud hanging over this team they are fine to move on, I think, without him. I don't see a scenario in which he comes back. Um, they are paying him. And so, you know, there is talk that he could potentially come back. My view is the league has to make a ruling that this guy is, uh, that, or listen, maybe suspend him for a period of time, allow him to return. And then at that point, the Dodgers can choose to cut him, uh, you know, waive him, trade him. But we have to move on. This entire investigation that the league is doing, by the way, this is the league's investigation and continuing to put him on leave. It's a cloud and it's and it's distracting this team. Players are being talked about it. Dave Roberts is being talked about it. Uh, or, you know, they, they, they keep questioning what's going to happen. And now there's this very uncomfortable scenario where Sunday... There were reports, as you mentioned, GK, that he could have just shown up. And then at that point, what does the team do? It's, I mean, the league has to step in and make a ruling soon. Yeah, this is all on the league, right? Like, this is all on them, like, 
I guess giving permission or figuring out their um, end of what, what is to be done with Trevor Bauer. So, I mean, yeah. put up or shut up and hurry, hurry this thing up. Um, but I get it. Both sides are going to get a lot of backlash, I, I think, um, if they accept him back. So um, given the, the circumstances um, of, of his uh, trial and everything like that. Yeah. So um, regardless, but uh, my main question is who's going to take him? Because Dodgers, no offense, like, and I know that this is a personal bias kind of thing, but or a personal attack on him, maybe. I don't want him back. I don't no, think he and should I be think back. The majority, yeah, the majority of fans don't. Yeah, so. I don't think he should be back. I don't think he's earned that right to be back. I don't care how great you are on that on that field. Das Vidanya, peace out, deuces, get out of LA. I'm good with it. But with that being said, who's going to take him back? Or who will take him? Yeah, I mean, I think at some point the league has to say, okay, there's no criminal investigation here. He has effectively been cleared legally. He can come back. So that's a decision that the league can make. Then the Dodgers can make the calling that we're not going to have him back. And then to your point, G, at what point does a team take him? It could be no teams. I do think someone at some point will take a guy who won the Cy Young less than two years ago. I don't think it's the Dodgers. I think when you're the Dodgers, you don't have to put yourself in that position. This team is talented. This this team can go out there and make a move to bring in a pitcher to help them. They don't have to bring on this guy. And the, the, the problem here is he's a distraction. They got to move on now. They, yeah. they should have moved on yesterday, last week. They got to move on. Well, speaking of moving on, the Angels started slow as well with a one and three record, but they're now six and four, winning um, after winning five of their last six games and are tied for the most wins in the American League. Could this finally be the season the Angels make the playoffs? I hope so. I was um, watching the game this weekend. By the way, really feel for the uh, commentary team who is not on the road. They are they are they are calling these games from back in Los Angeles, and what effectively happens. In that situation is there was a home run call that the announcer thought was a foul ball and there was a foul ball. No, yeah, there was a home run that he thought was a foul and a foul that he thought was home run. It was absolutely terrible to watch. It, it went viral. Um, listen, I mean, we're not totally past the pandemic, but these guys should be able to travel with the team and call games live because it, it, it was really rough to watch but on the field the angels look good they've picked it up by the way speaking of the the team we'll have david bloom or or a good friend to um talk about them in the next segment but the one thing that i kept saying this entire uh you know lead up into the season spring training you want mike trout and you want shohei Shohei Otani to play meaningful games come October. You want them to actually, neither, like, you want them to be playing games that count because time in and time out, this team is a below 500 team. And you, I mean, you would never have, well, maybe with the Lakers, but two of the top five team, two of the top five players, you want them playing meaningful, meaningful games come October. Uh, you do, but at the same time, are they, they're still trying to sell tickets. They're still trying to have these guys up there. I mean, having what Otani can do, and we'll see. We'll see come you know this season if he can do it back to back. I'm not doubting him by any means. I'm just saying you know it's it's only the greats that can do that you know throughout their whole entire career. But 
don't you kind of want him to like be it's, it's also entertainment isn't it right you want no yeah i mean listen you're, you're you're gonna watch them play during the season but you want them to be playing meaningful games in october you want them to be playing more than 162 regular season games you want them in the playoffs the team wants that the fans want that the league wants that so could you watch them play today tomorrow for for the next few months yes but you also want them playing in october when the games really matter you're going to the playoffs you're either going to the championship series or the world series that's when you really want to see these guys but yeah listen you 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 could watch them at the beginning of the season middle of the season the end of the season but it'd be great to be watching them come postseason as well absolutely i mean for a talent, I just, you always got to feel for the Angels as well, right? Because, like, they they have the talent with Mike Trout, and then they also get this phenomenal player in Shohei Otani, and no playoffs in sight, yeah, right? I so, I mean, you just feel like kind of what a waste. Well, there was a moment this weekend where it looked like the Kings might miss out on the playoffs, but they're back in the driver's seat. Again, the Kings have won two of their last three games and have a three-point lead over Vegas in the Pacific Division, with just five games left in the season. Do you guys think that the Kings can make the playoffs? And how big will that be for L.A. with the Lakers and Clippers done for the season? So this is, I mean, listen, you want them to make the playoffs regardless. But for them, in terms of getting a foothold in Los Angeles, getting more fans to watch their games, getting people to care about hockey in Los Angeles, this is big. Because why? The Lakers, they're not in the playoffs. The Clippers are not in the playoffs. Crypto.com Arena may be vacant for the first time come May since back in 2004 and 2005. That was the last time the Lakers, Clippers, and Kings did not make the postseason. So the Kings have to figure out a way to do that. Big, to your point, winning two of three games. They've now taken a three-point lead on Las Vegas for uh, a playoff spot. I do think that they finally do find a way to make the, the, the postseason. Uh, But this is big for them. Again, they haven't made the playoffs in the last couple of years. This is the beginning. And we had Luke on before the season began. We should have Luke Robitaille back on the show if they do make it to the postseason. Uh, This is big. Again, not just because a team's goal at the beginning of the season is to make the postseason. I mean, that's why you play these games, make it to the playoffs, win a championship. But also when you talk about their market share of Los Angeles, it is a perfect time for them with no basketball here locally no lakers no clippers for them to be like hey there's still meaningful playoff games happening at crypto.com arena come on down and check out the kings well and also you can uh call in to the hotline to attempt to you know get those tickets as well guys last five tickets of the season of the regular um of the regular season i think wait two of those maybe two two we have uh we have uh tickets for the uh, kings chicago blackhawks game four total uh you know probably uh two pairs but yes yeah and anytime that you can watch uh the kings play i mean i know people think that you know maybe it's hockey might not be their thing because i get it it's los angeles but it's hands down so it's way too much fun in that in, oh, in yeah. that arena um when you get to go and watch them play um well guys the nba playoffs started this past weekend as armand um just completely immersed himself in it yeah. this weekend it was like christmas even christmas day for armani buckets what was the highlight of the weekend and any results make you change your pre-series picks well i'll say it quickly and then pass the torch on to my boy over here 
Armani Bucket, Jason Tatum, really living up to the hype. Last second shot, game winning at the buzzer. And my first thought was, okay, I think Bucket said the Celtics could go on to the NBA Finals. If they do, it kind of began with that moment. Huge shot right there. That whole game lived up to all the expectations. Kyrie Irving, the fourth quarter, was one of the greatest playoff experiences in the first round that I can remember. And for the Nets, it's so unfortunate that they couldn't win that game because you're not going to probably get that kind of performance from Kyrie. But what result made me change my my pre-series prediction was the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves. I thought the Grizzlies were going to handle them in five. I still think they're going to win in seven, but Minnesota is so legitimate and they're still fun to watch. Anthony Edwards is taking that leap, that superstardom leap. And at 20 years old, I mean, the league is in great hands. That was the story of the weekend, by the way. All the young guys, Tyrese Maxey, Jordan Poole, Anthony Edwards, should have been, in my opinion, Kobe White, along with those yeah. guys. But unfortunately, the Bulls, you know, let us down. So Yeah, speaking of Kobe White, when he did get in, though, I he, felt like he didn't do anything. He changed the game in the third quarter, and DeRozan just doesn't pass the ball, unfortunately. Kobe was really the, the engine that brought them back in that third quarter, but, you know... I'm used to it by now. <laughs> I, it's it's not. I'm numb. Yeah, I was just gonna say you're a little on the numb side. Well, last but not least, Kyrie Irving said he was responding to words he heard from the crowd when he flipped off several Boston Celtics fans on two separate occasions during Sunday's Game One. Um, what do you think of Kyrie's actions, and should the NBA take action? Uh, Kyrie's got to be a little bit calmer in that situation. He cannot do that. 100%. The league is gonna t- take action, but. At the end of the day, Kyrie will be Kyrie. They're going to find him. He's going to say, listen, I'm giving off what the what the Boston Celtics fans want to give me. And I have no problem with that. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend David Bloom talking a little bit about the Clippers and the Angels when we return right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Are you paying down old credit card debt? I know I am. A personal loan could be your solution, guys. Loans usually come with a fixed monthly payments, making them a simple way to help pay off your credit cards. Plus, loans usually have lower interest rates than credit cards do, and Credit Karma can help you find the best option for yourself. Uh, Credit Karma uses your credit data to find loan offers that are personalized to you so you can have a better idea of what loan amount you are getting approved for. Credit Karma will even show you your chances of approval so you can choose between loan um, loan offers that you're more likely to get approved for and apply with more confidence. Comparing loan offers on Credit Karma is 100% free, won't affect your credit score, and could save you money. Ready to apply? Head to creditkarma.com slash loan offers to see personalized offers. Again, that's creditkarma.com slash loan offers to find the loan for you. That's creditkarma.com slash loan offers. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Still clown with the underground when we come 
Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mighty Air 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. Just as a reminder, as Jihei mentioned in the first segment, if you want to win tickets to a future Kings or Galaxy game, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, now joining us on the Circus Sports Guest Hotline, our good friend David Bloom. We have not talked to him in a minute. David, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good. Been better, but I'm, I'm doing pretty good. It's nice to be back. Listen, we have some good news and bad news with your teams. Let's start with the bad news. By the way, an amazing season for the Clippers. I mean, if I had told you, David, that Kawhi would miss the entire season, Paul George would miss the majority of the season, you would probably be surprised to know that, that the Clippers had a chance to make the playoffs on the last night of the season in that play-in tournament. Uh, your thoughts on this season? I am surprised, by the way. I'm, I'm hearing from some Clipper fans that are upset with the way that the game played out, that the play-in tournament, da 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 this team, in my view, going into next season, will be either the favorite or one of the top two or three favorites to win the entire thing. They're going to have Kawhi back, Paul George back, Norman Powell, Reggie Jackson. This is, in my view, could be the most talented team next season. Your thoughts on how this season played out? I mean, you said it You said it best. There's a lot of pride in this season. It really was contingent on whether the team had Kawhi back. He's the reason they traded all those picks and players, including Shea Gilgis Alexander for Paul George. He's the he's the player they built the team around. He goes down with an injury. It's horrific. It sucks. It's what it is. There was a thought that he could come back. I know a lot of Clipper fans, including myself, would rather just see him healthy next year. And that's been the thought on the season. It's been fun. It's been nice to see guys like Amir Coffey drop 30 twice. It's been nice to see Robert Covington have the Clipper record for most threes made in a game. It's, Reggie Jackson has been a fan favorite. You know, he's really embraced the team. The trade for Norman Powell, as tough as it was to see Patrick Beverly go, being able to move around guys that have bled so back for a little bit and uh, see what we could see from Brandon Boston. It's, it's been a lovely team. Ty Lue has been one of the first Clipper coaches that I've seen really loved by the fan base in a long time not since maybe the beginning years of Doc before it kind of all turned turned around. Yeah. But that's but that's been the sentiment. Besides for losing those games, it's been tough. Yeah, you take a double digit lead in the fourth quarter, you go on one of the infamous clipper scoring droughts. But the thought process behind that all is we're just trying to put up a fight. We're always gonna put up a fight. But next year when we get Kawhi back, when T G gets some time to rest, when we can really build out that rotation. That's the year. This was just an in-between year, transition year to get the guys healthy again. Sucks that you have to do it. But for that, even though this Clipper team does not have a chance to fight with the Grizzlies, fight with the Suns, there's a ton of pride in what the guys were able to do. Now, the, you touched on him. The job Ty Lue did this year, again, I, I think a lot of people viewed him and the success he had with Cleveland. It's like, well, he was with LeBron, and so like that's LeBron's team. And then when he came here, well, he's Doc's assistant, so how much different can he be? I really do believe not only this season, but what they did a year ago when Kawhi went down, or just that, that entire postseason, 
uh, what a resilient coach he is, has the ability to make changes, has the ability to make his players believe that they can come back. Again, when you go back to like losing the first two games against the Mavericks, being down uh, you know 20 points in game three, uh, an amazing coach. I, I would dare say one of the top two or three right now. Uh, your job, your thoughts on the job Ty did? It's been one of the best things for this team in a long time. And he's been one of the best coaches that I've seen in a long time that has not had your traditional, you know, type of success. Your, your Solstra's having success and Jenks and this and that. He's been one of those coaches that really has been the opposite of Doc Rivers. And one of the biggest complaints with Doc Rivers, as good and as acclaimed of a coach he is, he would not make adjustments. That was the big key in the bubble series versus the Nuggets, is Doc Rivers would not make adjustments. The Clippers would go up big, the Nuggets would make a change, they'd come back, the Clippers would not touch anything. They'd say, for winning, why would we touch anything? And fans are furious. They'd look at the net ratings, Montrez Harrell here and there. That was the year that Doc got fired. Kylu comes in, the first thing that he does is win or loss, makes adjustments. The first big key of it was, I believe, I want to say last year against the Atlanta Hawks, the Clippers were down 20. They take out Kawhi and PG, they bring in Luke Kennard, they bring in Terrence Mann. Luke Kennard doesn't miss a shot. The Clippers go on and win the game. It really instilled this type of trust, and that changed the entire season. Down 19, game three against the, against the Mavericks. That's your season right there if you lose that game. Come back, win that game, go down, win two more games, win four against Utah. Kawhi goes down. You even took two off the Suns with a chance to take three or four, even. There was a certain world where maybe the ball lands the other way, this and that. The Suns are a good team. I'll credit them. But the fact that he's been able to, in-game, at halftime, not even berate his team for being down, but just get the guys excited, get the guys wanting to win and make the adjustments that they've needed to win playing different guys guarding different people coming out in the zone getting different shots and just trusting guys and saying you're going to make your shot you know not worried that if they're not following like what are you doing like i trust you keep shooting teammates love him fans love him he's been absolutely wonderful David, it's always great to have you back, um, even though the Clipper season is over. This is Jihei. Um, and a lot of fans are losing. I shouldn't say a lot of fans, but there are fans out there that are losing faith and that are kind of getting impatient because some of these fans are not from, you know, the era where the Clipper, <laughs> Clipper Nation was not Clipper Nation. It was, oh, my God, you're a Clipper fan. What's wrong with you? Are you all right? Um, Clipper Dale is one of those guys. And right now, if you look <laughs> on his social media, he is trying to sell his his custom made clipper car which is sick by the way i think it's beautiful and i if i had the money i mm-hmm. would buy it to this day um <laughs> what what's your reaction to the the ultimate fan, clipper fan losing their faith and other clipper fans right now losing their faith as well because like you said the, we're we're in it for next year if you really think about it we're in it for Kawhi coming mm-hmm. back and you know a, a full fully healthy paul george coming back next season um what what do you think about clipper fans losing their faith We've been in it for next year, the whole time. That was from the first game of the season. It was, we're here for next year. It's fun to see the guys win. You love watching the comebacks on the year. But to both Clipper fans, to the Clipper fans that came in whenever you did, to the Clipper fans that were around for a team that couldn't even come close to the playoffs, we've been here before. We've 
We've seen it. Yeah, the Lob City Clippers didn't go our way. We had a lot of issues. There was a team out west called the Golden State Warriors winning 73 games. There's so much you can do. Yeah, we go and we get Kawhi and PG. It's been three years. It has not worked out yet. These guys are not at the end of their prime. They're right there. They're right in the sweet spot of their prime. They got plenty to go. Both Paul George and Kawhi are signed on to this team long-term. Kawhi says he wants to be here. Have faith in next year. Because this year, it was like 2018. It was like the Shea Gilgis and the Lou Williams and the Gallo and the Treads. It's fun. We love to see take take two games off the Warriors. But it's for next year. The whole plan of that season was let's trade Blake and trade Toby and let's get a team to acquire some big guys. Why was the free agent goes and wins the chip? Now he's on our team. Paul George makes the trade, wants to be in L.A. Now he's on our team. We ghost around the team with the rest of the guys. The Marcus Morris trade, the, the Rex Jackson signing keeping Zoo long-term, even moving guys around for Norm Powell this year. That's what, that's what people forget is at the beginning of the season, if you tell me that we would have Norman Powell, <laughs> no way. No way. That dude is a stud. He is a third star. He was wonderful in Toronto. He was wonderful in Portland. Now he's here. He had his first seemingly bad game against the Pelicans, but in his opener, he dropped 28 against the Bucks. Yeah, he broke his foot, but he he recovered quickly. That's got to be a good sign. We do like we do like players that can recover quickly. It's just keep that faith. Is that's what all Clipper people are saying? Is it's not about if we win a championship; it's when we win a championship. And with the guys that we have next year, barring that they stay healthy, which there's a likelihood. I don't want to put it out to the universe. It's what's got to happen. There's a chip coming our way in the next one, two, three years if we can really build this team. Because all you do when you get guys like that healthy, Paul George, Kawhi, Norm, Zoo, Reggie, is you build up. You build our foundation. I mean, we forget that we have the best three-point shooter in the league. We There's nobody on the team that I don't feel comfortable playing. I mean, even Isaiah Hardenstein has been an absolute blessing this season. Amir Coffey yeah. has been incredible. There's nobody on the team that I, I feel uncomfortable playing. So have faith in next year when we have two more guys to take those roster spots. And it's just this deep, talented roster that can go very far and have proven that they can go very far. I assume multiple Western Conference Championship bids. And I expect, really I do, as, as, as tough as it is to say as a Clipper fan, I expect this team to be finals ready come next April. David, thank you again for joining us. In terms of the other guys on the roster, we know Kawhi is going to be there. We know Paul George, Norman Powell. What do you expect from some of the lesser guys? Who do you expect might not be back with the Clippers next year? Good question. I mean, I have my fear that Robert Covington being on a one-year deal was always his half-season promise, but he has blown everyone's expectations away from what he's been able to do. He's been wonderful. Him and Nico Batum on the team have been incredible. But it's those smaller guys. It's guys like Amir Coffey. It's, it's guys like, dare I say, small. He's been wonderful. But Isaiah Hartenstein, you have that worry that that back end of your rotation wants to go somewhere else. You know, there's always the lingering fear that maybe Reggie finds a new home. Maybe someone has to be traded. I mean, the Clippers did love Shea Gilgis. 
and he was traded away. I think rightfully so. As, as wonderful as this career is going, it's tough to look at this team and wonder who's going to not be here because it feels like this team's so bonded and a family. But you know, we had you know you had two, three more guys into that starting rotation into the bench. It's like someone's not gonna play. Amir Coffey is not getting minutes when Paul George and Norm Powell are in the lineup. So that's somebody that maybe if the Clippers feel package him with somebody else as much as I love him and I want him to be on the team long term, that's somebody I could see them moving for somebody that they feel can have playing time and can fill those minutes. You know, and if some guys don't want to renew a contract, even though they said they have or the money doesn't work out, I never thought I'd see Pat Bev leave. So it, it, you really never know. But as far as guys on this team right now, I know that Clipper Nation really loves them. I know that we have faith in them. Even the guys like Marcus and Reggie and Zoo and Amir and Terrence. Watching those guys be able to play and, and Luke hit game winners. and it, it sucks to think that somebody will have to go. And we will maybe have to do like a two-for-one deal to get somebody, dare I say, better to fill out maybe that last playable roster spot throughout the season. Uh, okay, so that's the news about the Clippers. What did you think of this past weekend, the beginning of the playoffs? We had a lot of exciting games, a lot of blowouts. Um, I, I still like, you know, Chris Paul's Clippers. And I, 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 last year, I was very much like if the Lakers were healthy, they would have beaten the Suns. If the Clippers were healthy, they would have beaten the Suns. They had a chip on their shoulder coming into this season. I like Chris Paul and the Suns to win the whole thing. What did you think of this past weekend and your thoughts on CP3? Well, Chris Paul has been unbelievable. He's always been unbelievable. He's just never had this role on a number one seed to really do what he's been able to do. I I was under the same impression as you. I thought that if the Lakers are healthy, if the Clippers are healthy, there's no way the Suns can get past them. I thought that the whole year. I'd seen it in the regular season, but it's game one, too. Game ones are very interesting because they tell the tale of it's your eye test game. You know, you both throw your best punches at one another. Whatever happens, happens. And then you figure out how to play the team game, too. Yeah. Sometimes the expected happens, and the Heat win, and, and the Bucks win. But sometimes you have really close games that end, they go back and forth and end in tough ways. The Celtics beat the Bucks. the Bucks. The Celtics beat the Nets on a game winner, an excellent game-winning layup, a spin layup by Tatum, but a one-point difference in one game. I mean, the Grizzlies lost to the Timberwolves in a game where Anthony Edwards put up 30, 36, I believe. It's an eye test game. We've seen what these teams can do. They've thrown their first punch. Well, you're going to go second game, and you're going to watch the good teams, the teams that are going to go further in this playoff, make the adjustments that they need. I'm sure the Grizzlies, even the Hawks, uh, uh, Brooklyn, Chicago, they're going to come out, even Toronto, they're going to come out and they're going to make those adjustments and the, and game twos are going to be different. And the teams that are not different are the teams that are going to get swept or lose in five. But I really like the Miami Heat. I wasn't so high on them coming into this playoffs. I thought that the Hawks would give them more of a challenge. We saw what they were able to do last year with the Sixers. But the fact that Miami, Duncan Robinson's been able to put up 20s, they've been able to put away the Hawks and they're doing so with ease, barring a Hawks punch back. I really like Miami, and I was first in the thought process of Philadelphia's too tough, Joel Embiid an MVP candidate, James Harden, they're going to walk right through whoever they beat, they're going to walk right through Miami Heat, 
it's going to be easy. I'm not so sure that the Sixers have the experience, that the Sixers have the longevity to make it past Miami. I think Miami is too deep defensively. I think they, they can score from behind the arc, inside the paint. They have Jimmy Butler, who's an incredible mid-range shooter, passer, facilitator, all those wonderful aspects of a star, all-star player. I, I really like Miami, but at the end of the day, I do see the Suns going to the finals. I don't think that there is a team in the West that can really compete with them, give the Warriors a shot. I think that they maybe can take it six, but they really look like a full, complete, here-to-play team. Devin Booker's a stud. Chris Paul is an X-factor. But when it comes to them in the finals, I really do see that rematch again. I do see the Bucks getting past these teams, as hot as the Celtics are, as good as Miami is. I think the Bucks can go all the way, and we saw it last year. The Suns put up two games. The Bucks retaliated with four. I don't think it takes the Bucks that long this time. I would put them as a repeat champion. I have a lot of faith in Giannis, Middleton, Drew Holiday makes a world of difference, and they've built a quality team around those guys that are able to carry that torch and hold them up when they're when Giannis, Middleton, uh, Drew Holiday are off the floor. I don't think there's a team that can really compete and beat with the Bucks in a seven-game series. Uh, and now, finally, transitioning to your team in Major League Baseball, the Angels. Now, it's okay. They, they, they begin the season one and three, and I'm thinking, oh, shoot. You know, I, I really want this team to be playing significant games come October. They've turned it around again. I know it's the beginning of the season, but you got to be happy with the way that they are playing. They have won five of their last six games. The most wins in the American League right now. Your thoughts on your team? It's been a scary road because we saw the same thing last year. They had a great start to the season. They go and they play Houston. They lose maybe five games in a row, two different series. But it's been a lovely season this year. The bats have been, ever since that Houston series, they've been great. Shohei Otani, who is a, just a monster, an all-star, wonderful player, wonderful human being, is finally swinging the bat as he should. He had some trouble on the mound in that game one response back with the two homer games and bring the comeback against Texas. This team is full of incredible bats. I mean, one to nine, you have guys that can get you an RBI. So, hey, Mike Trout took a, a slider off of the left hand. Luckily, the x-rays were negative. Scared, I think, everybody in Major League Baseball that it was happening again. You know, Rendon, who's been swinging the bat better. Jared Walsh, who's been unbelievable. They have Taylor Ward back. Brandon Marsh, who's been a significant hitter. They're waiting to get David Fletcher back from the IL. They have guys that have the ability to swing the bat well, which was not showcased in that Houston series. They have another series against Houston. It's an exciting season because the pitching in the best. They have four guys out of the pen and Luke Lena Glacius that can absolutely deal. I mean, Archie Bradley went 1-2-5-6 in that penultimate game of Texas. have Shohei, no center guard. Lorenz is going on today. He did a great start. Wonderful start. At the end of the day, it's about longevity. Joe Madden is really prioritizing health for these guys. It's about who keeps this team out of Texas. The entire, doing that, do that their season. Season, I think they finally have the Hey David, we're um, we're losing you a little bit. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I don't know if you can hear us, but you're you're cutting in and out, unfortunately. So we might have to. David, 
How's it now? It's uh, a little bit better. We're, 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 we're about to, we're like up against the break right now, but uh, we will have you back on. We, we need to make this a regular thing. David's one of our favorites. Absolutely. So, so Yes. David, you're the best. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you guys. No, thank you so much, All David. Right. Sorry, we're just going to That, that was, um, yeah, you know, modern technology. What are you going <laughs> to do? But no, it was always great to have him, um, have not talked to him since really i think since the beginning of the season but happy to have him back on all right that's all the time we have for today let's do it again tomorrow until then this is arash markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy this is the arash markazi show on the mightier 1090 espn radio everybody got their own thing currency chasing worldwide through the hard times worrying faces Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend now a ghost in the dark? Hard part about it, brother got smoked by a Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.